Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, Libations, Friday, loosey-goosey edition of the program. Last hour of the week. I don't know how it's possible that you can take Monday and Tuesday off for the holiday and then feel like this week was never-ending, but that's exactly what happened. This has been the longest work week (laughs) of my life. Tough day. Tough day, huh? Cam Young leading the way at the John Deere. You all wanted to know. I tell you that because I have Cam Young as my first pick this week. Hey. Woo-hoo-hoo. There we go. Didn't you have Xander? Uh, a couple what, weeks ago. A couple and weeks ago. No, I got screwed. Remember, you had I had Morikawa last week, didn't you? I had Morikawa, and he was right there. He was right and, there. And uh, I had Ricky Fowler before that. And remember when he went 800 or whatever it was, or 900, yep, and then yep. uh, got tied? And I was like, really? Really, we're going to get tied. I did have occasion to watch that playoff last week. Good and, for him, man. And that was – what a reaction. It's a cool reaction. You talk about relief. Yeah. Also, that's just drained. That's that old putting stroke. That's where he looks comfortable again. You know me. I'm not a fan of guys with the long putters, but that is the greatest use of a long putter ever It's just to stand using it and then stand there, yeah. stand over the ball to say, and it's over. Okay. He's putting well now, man. Uh, the fat grip. And all that stuff, it it's, looks effortless uh, to watch. It was good to see. Good for him. Uh, yeah. John Deere's whatever. I'll just, I did take Cam Young. Jonas was up yesterday. Nine under yesterday for Jonas Blix, Florida State's own. He is uh, out on the course right now. Uh, he'll have some catching up to do. So we'll, we'll see because uh, everybody goes low. These two events are back-to-back. You like to see guys birdie holes, these last two events, Detroit and now here. It's what you want to watch. The, the winner is going to be minus 25. I will watch more of the U.S. Women's Open this weekend than I will the John Deere. Pebble Beach, buddy. It's it's glorious. Yep. And as you and I have rightfully pointed out before, that um, the thing about women's golf that's fun is they hit shots like we hit shots. And what I mean by that is not that we're as good as them, no, but the distances are the same. Like your 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 best women uh, golfers, you know, they're hitting six and seven irons the same distance you and I hit six and seven irons. It's that's awesome. Right. Yeah. I can outdrive most of the LPGA tour. I would but hope when it comes to when it comes to iron striking, every time you know one sixty two. Oh, I'd hit a seven. Yeah, she has a seven iron. Yeah, you're I like, did, all, all right. right. This is the kind of shot I did. Here Let's we see go. See if she can hold the green. Yeah, <laughs> I do the same thing. Uh, all right, well, back to football just for a second, because we are forty nine days away from the start of college football. Sub fifty, it's on. It is on. And we've been asked a couple of times this week, do we know when camp begins? The answer is no, we do not know when camp begins. We can project, we can suggest, we think we know around when camp begins. Now, we do know this. We know that we head to Charlotte, North Carolina to cover the ACC meetings and the ACC kickoff, which yep. this year will be very intriguing. Obviously, a three-day it's a, event for the first time. N- no need. 
no need for three days. Um, you and I go on a Monday. What is that? The twenty what? Twenty fourth. We leave on the twenty fourth to head to Charlotte. Florida State's day is Wednesday, the twenty sixth. We'll do our interviews with coaches and players and go from there. And that's always fun. It's always the indicator that it's go time. You know, coaches never feel like they have enough time. So when that, it's funny, when you capture Mike or any other coach in that setting, they have a look of, I know I have to talk to you. I know this is a, a media event and I have to be available and open to these discussions, but I have somewhere to be. That is always the look they have on their face. It's like, I, Great, good to see you too. Can we leave? Can I go? Is this over? Is always sort of the, you know, because well, yeah. Once you hit the ground running, man, you got 4 weeks and it is time to play LSU. You're not there's no warm-up game here. And there've been a couple of times since Mike Norvell has been to ACC kickoff that you see him on the phone with recruits. And you know, you can't, can't obviously discuss that. We all know that's a thing that happens. But that is the time when you're trying to wrap up some recruitments, get a commitment before camp begins. Mm-hmm. And so that's a critical period of time i know when we were on the smash a couple of weeks ago ira and i had a bit of a disagreement about when we think camp's going to be i think it'll start around saturday the 5th of august but he thinks that they want more time to space out some camp and that would be just after coming back from acc kickoff so they'll be getting on right away saturday this month and if ira's right you can say that that the camp would begin the final weekend of this month the month that we're in currently which is crazy I, I, you know, listen, I, for, for content purposes and for us to get on the ground and get locked in, I understand the sooner we start, the longer the year of working seven days a week, <laughs> uh, the longer that that responsibility is. Because these days you go into December and it's not what it used to be. There's so much more going on because of signing day and all that other stuff. But so for you and I, I mean, I usually you like it pushed back a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. I am so excited about this season, so excited about what this team could be. Again, the difference between good or great is all we're talking about for this football team. It has been a minute, to say the least, since we've been able to describe an upcoming season as a guaranteed successful season. And by guaranteed successful season, I would tell you that if we're being honest – If you string together, let's say you have a five-season outlook, and at no point in those five seasons do you win fewer than nine games, then that's a successful run. Now, year to year, you're going to decide whether that team should have gotten more out of that season. There are years when you have a Jordan Travis that you have to make hay. You have a certifiable badass at quarterback, the most important position, with a schedule that is conducive to winning. Yes, and a field of teams in the upper level Division One or FC, whatever you want to call it, FBS, that is not littered with veteran quarterbacks. Last year, a lot more of them. This year, you've got two that are ahead of Jordan for sure in the NFL draft pecking order. Sure, yes, absolutely. The Ohio States and Alabamas and Clemsons of the world, they don't all have third-year quarterbacks that are all Heisman candidates mm-hmm. as we sit here. The veteran status lies with us. Yeah, so each of those years you're going to look at and say, all right, well, yeah, great, Jeff. You tell me over a five-year span they're never going to win fewer than nine games. Yeah, that's a successful run. By any stretch, you would you'd judge any program that way. You'd say, well, at no point would you call them bad. Right, you, correct. You would just say yeah. that they, they were disappointing they, Disappointing, times. they might have been good but not great. They were, you know, that's a good team. That wasn't a great team, that kind of thing. 
that's where we are. That's where we've arrived to. And it kind of went from not being that at all to that right now very quickly. Just one season between can we just not suck? Can we just not suck? Was the high end of our expectation. Think about that. Two years ago before you went into last season, you were just merely grasping for can we just not suck status. And now, before this season, all you can ask is, can we be great? Because I know we're good. That's awesome. That is crazy. You should pinch yourself. Obviously, you don't settle with that. You go on. You move forward. You continue to ascend. You didn't, as I said on yesterday's show, Mike Norvell did not come to Tallahassee to be a pretty good coach and win eight or nine games. He had to get to that place so that he could stay here. (laughs) He had to get to that place so that he'd be allowed the opportunity, afforded the opportunity to go win more games. But he didn't come here to be an average-ass 8-4, and 9-3 and three kind of guy. He came here because, A, this is a destination job, you can make a ton of money, and you can win national championships. He could have just stayed at Memphis if he wanted to be a 9-10 win coach, get paid well, well thought of without a lot of pressure. He came here because he wants to win national championships. This is a prestige school. This is a destination job. This is a place with cachet. So we've arrived at that place. He finally got across that threshold to where, okay, now we're good. Oh, good, good. We've entered the good. This is a nice place. I like this. Good, good, good car. Good car. Not my favorite car, but this is a nice car. We'll be all right here. We're not, it's not a jalopy. We're doing all right. Now we're driving down the road, and I say to Tom, you know, next year I think we should take a Mercedes. Next year maybe we should get a loaded whatever. Yeah. Instead of bringing the five-finger plate from Zaxby's, (laughs) let's bring the whole damn platter. Because that's what we are now. This I don't become... just show up. I don't show up at the party with a piece of Texas toast and a five finger plate. Not I anymore. get the platter. That's right. I'm the platter guy. With the Zach sauce. That's right. Spicy as it is. And we all celebrate the 46 locations in Tallahassee. So when we go to friends' houses for parties, they say, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to focus on dessert for our host. Because I know duties. Tom's got us with the Zach's beef. He's just going to throw the platter down on the counter and say, have at it. Split top bun, big old piece of chicken That's with right. pickles. He knows I want the sandwich, even though I'm hosting with the platter. I want a sandwich for myself. Delicious. Good stuff. Yay, Zaxby's indeed. I'm glad you worked it in there because I got so excited and carried away about the expectations of this season and where we sit currently that I overlooked our friends at Zaxby's who sponsor this show and proudly do so. As well as Florida State football for over 18 years. That's right. Oh, there you go. Do I was not try say, that at the house. How do you overlook 18 years of Golden Don't Chiefs? Don't try it at the house. I knew you were going to try to get there, but I got you. I beat you to it once you offered up the softball. That's right. Phil Steele's got Florida State number seven in the country. Quote, if it's not going to be Clemson coming out of the ACC, it will be Florida State. The Knowles have loaded up this offseason, both recruiting and in the transfer portal. Quarterback Jordan Travis returns and will have targets like Johnny Wilson and Michigan State transfer Keon Coleman to throw to, with Jared Verse, maybe the best defender in all of college football, terrorizing opposing quarterbacks off the edge, the Knowles have a chance to be dominant on both sides of the ball. They open the season against LSU and play Clemson before September is out, so we'll know quickly how ready Florida State is to compete at the highest level. 
Yes, and in that uh, ranking, he has Florida State 7 and Clemson 6. So there you go. Are you wondering about LSU? Sure you are. He's got LSU at 11. Ooh, all right. Behind Utah. What? I love Utah more than most, more than most. And I have successfully rode the back of Cam Rising and the rest of the Utah faithful. That state has been very good to you. Unbelievable. Between Utah State and Utah, I have made a pretty penny. Utah, man, I Kyle Whittingham ain't having it. That man can coach. That's why it crushed me last year when they choked that game away against Florida. They had him beat in the swamp. Yep. But they get him this year. Their path to the playoff, it was gone. It was gone. But, alas, they did win the Pac-12. Again. Yes, that game got uncomfortable after uh, the first time that USC faltered on offense. Oh, buddy. You need to score every time. Because you're not stopping them. And they're tough. They're physical, man. And they got an all-world tight end that I wouldn't mind seeing in Tampa. Dalton Kincaid's a beast. And they're unafraid. It could be third and five. They'll call a run up the gut. You know why? Because they're going for it on fourth and two. And they're going to run it right at you. Right at your ass. They don't care. And they'll get it. Physical. That's that's an old-school brand of football. Love the Utes. What does he say about LSU? Because we don't play Utah. After surprising many in year one, Brian Kelly, by winning the SEC West and appearing in the conference title game, LSU won't be flying under the radar this year in 2023. Starting quarterback Jaden Daniels is back. Backup Garrett Nussmeyer would probably be starting out of the majority of college football programs. All five offensive linemen from 2022 are back, and there's absolutely no shortage of offensive skill in Baton Rouge. Defensively, the return of defensive tackle Mason Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yep. Could pay dividends for the Tigers. He was hurt early in the opener in 2022 against FSU and missed the whole season. His presence anchoring the defensive line with star sophomore linebacker Harold Perkins behind him is a scary tandem, one that LSU hopes can take them back to the SEC title game. Yeah, they're really good, man. And the Mason Smith injury last year was devastating for them in the game that we won. It changed the game. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know that they would have won if he stayed healthy, but he is a difference maker big time. Yeah, because Perkins had not developed into what he at became. all. Yeah, and by by the middle of the season, you realized Harold Perkins was a nightmare. And every time you looked up, you're like, "Well, this dude, God, dog." Yeah, you just think to Orlando the next season. You're like, "Well, that, okay, that'll be a problem." Good news is Florida State is uniquely situated to work against a good linebacker. They are. Uh, Perkins is the kind of linebacker, Tom, that we should be recruiting. Uh, he's 6'3", 220 pounds. you saying we should tamper and call no, over? Well, and- <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get swept, Harold, by Florida State, why wouldn't you want to come play for a winner? You got one more year? Yeah, come, come on. on down, baby. But Harold was a five-star recruit out of Cypress, Texas, and uh, damn it, when you see a good one at linebacker, you are reminded that you don't have one like that. And they're fun to watch. <laughs> they're really good. He's a good player. It's okay, buddy. I wasn't here for Wednesday's show, but Brian Courtney's got us. Well, I, I think most would tell you that my response to being overwhelmingly right yet again and having predicted it more than a year in advance um, was tepid. I was very lukewarm on the patting of my own back. Uh, I think – Director Matthew would tell you that. I could have gone all in. I was calm. I didn't I didn't give you a ton of I told you so is the way I should have. 
it would be like if you managed a franchise of a Zaxby's and you just, you know, fed the, the chicken to the person. They said, hmm. And you're like, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I knew all along. Now you know. You want me to say thank God? Because that would imply that I had doubts. Somebody on the message boards, I saw it. I responded to him. I very rarely respond on the message boards. but I Wait a minute. I left and you went on the message boards I, and wrote something? I, well, I responded to somebody who said that I, that I set it up, like that the coaches told me this uh, a long time ago and that I was just... <laughs> In order to try to look smart or something like that, I was like, well, I like your stealthiness there, buddy. I should do that more often, but that's not how it happened. No, there are times that you hear a hint and you're thinking, oh, that's a hint with right with context. Yeah. This wasn't one of those. That I just, was. You just looked at him. Well, like, and his huddle tape, man. He played defense in yeah. Virginia. He was really good. <laughs> I watched his huddle tape. That's the other thing. Like, Who are you? Who oh, well, are you? No, because I was so excited about getting a tight end. You know, oh, yeah, you got to think yeah. about it. See, this is how it happened. It was organic. I, when there are positions of concern that I have, all right, when I'm pissed about something, right, uh, like I'm mad about linebacker. Well, when we start recruiting linebacker and we get a kid on the radar, I'm like, well, I'm going to go look at him because we need, we need help. I'm going to see if this guy's – when you tell me there's a DB, I'm not looking at Lester's huddle tape. I'm sure he's good. He's a five-star. I'm sure he's good. we got lots of DBs. We're going to be all right. But when you tell me we have a position like defensive end, I went and looked at D.D. Holmes. I went and looked at him. Yeah. Because we got him. I knew we were going to get what him. What is your assessment, well, D.D. Holmes? He's not, a, he's not an immediate impact on the team. But he will be. He, it's just he's a he, – he projects well. He projects well, but he's not a guy to come in here and do anything next year. He's a guy that will come in and we, we need to develop him. I do think he's, a, he's an edge setter. He's not a real explosive pass rusher. Enough of my analysis on him. But that's, that's, right. yeah, that's what I think he is. Need more of that. Um, but what I what I end perhaps up, you can influence the network at on three for the star <laughs> rating and the player rating. Maybe you can submit your your analysis. I don't want to do that. I'm not going down this path to take on more work that I don't like. Um, but what I ended up doing with with him was I was like, okay, well, I want to I want to look. I want to see uh, I want to see what this kid is because we needed to tie it in. And then when I watched his huddle tape, I'm like, man. I'm much more impressed with all the domination I see on defense. That dude's pursuit sideline to sideline was awesome. And like, unlike, and I said this, you were out of town. The other day when I did talk about this, I said one thing that stood out more than anything else, he's got quick feet for his size. But yeah. when you find a guy who's offensively prolific, like so a lot of these guys are all their team's best player, their best athlete. Like, you know, it's like when I always bring oh, up. there's guy, certain tape where you go, oh, that doesn't translate. Right, right. Yeah. So – I, I thought he translated all right at tight end, but what I thought more than anything else was I was like, man, that's an athlete who actually likes to hit. Most of the time you see guys, they just play there because they can, because their team needs them to, and they're the fastest guy in the field, and you know, or they're so big somebody can't block them, you know, something like that. If, you, if you're trying to block a defensive tackle that's 300 pounds like Timmy Jernigan in high school, and you're in Lake City, and you're some kid just playing – whatever they are, 4A, 5A football, you got to be like, well, hell, man, how am I supposed to block this guy? So every time he's terrorizing somebody, you don't really know, is that just a 190-pound offensive lineman? Like, what do I do? So a lot of times those guys are two-way players. They dominate in every way, sense of the word. When you go and look at him, you could see my man could go, and he wanted to hit you. And when he arrived, he had mean intentions. He had four sacks in a game. I was like, okay, okay. So that has a chance to translate. So that's how it came up. It wasn't willy-nilly. And then fast forward over a year later, then it became kind of a running joke because those guys on headlines, and you to an extent, would kind of tease me because I'd always bring up the fact that, like, man, we need to move him from tight end. He's not <laughs> – I'd get frustrated. 
And then you guys would like to antagonize me and be like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a linebacker. Sure, sure. Then it happened. Um, then it happened. That is the timeline. There is no dispute on this. Yeah, then it happened. So now, and there aren't, I'm not projecting anybody else. Now to he's do a slash. Now he can play both sides. And Mike Norvella said he likes having a linebacker, DJ Lundy, most recent example, as a lead blocker. So maybe that's who Brian Courtney turns into is the DJ Lundy and the goal line package next year. But right now he has both positions listed. They are both vying for his services. Tight end and linebacker. I wonder how he's going to move around the practice fields. We'll have to see. Manage his time. You talking about Courtney? Yeah. He's just a linebacker. What do we just stop? It's it. a, he's listed as both on, on the yeah, website. That's just a courtesy. There's no reason. There's no reason. Look who we're bringing in at tight end. And look who we have right now. Stop the charade. Yeah. It's over. It's been over. They should have listened to me a year ago. It's over. I like that kid more than I like Jackson West, but, you know. Oh, man. You should be the one to deliver that. Maybe we can get a War Chant TV exclusive. <laughs> Tell Coach that? Yeah. Hey, Coach. It's listen. over with Jeff Cameron. Like, yeah. So who's he telling it's over to <laughs> this camp? Oh, no. Like they, they open the door and you're sitting there. They go, oh, no. no. Not like this. Oh, man. It's over, son. You and I both know you're never going to start at the position you're currently at. Come on. Come on in here. Let Tough Love Cameron talk to you a little bit. I know you fancy yourself a a, a defensive end, but you're a big old boy, and I got to move you to right tackle. We need your feet there. You can bend. You're athletic. You're never going to make it to the league as an end. Let's go. Come on over. It was always going to be this way. I needed you to find out over time. I knew your ego couldn't handle it. Coach Norvell brought me in here to deliver this <laughs> message to you. Oh, man. I hope Courtney gets, uh, you know, some real run here. I, I don't, we'll see. I, I do oh, think we'll, he's, we'll hear about it. He's better suited. You're going to be watching those linebacker drills. There, and if I hear, there you go, like that, oh, yeah, from you'll 100 know. feet away, because yeah, I'm looking know. at the, the trenches, I'm like, whoop. Oh. Courtney's having a good I, day. I do, I do want to see how he, I mean, I, all honesty, all jokes aside, I do want to see how he translates, how quickly, you know, because he hasn't done it in a while, so it'll be interesting to see. He's got the chance to play clean is the deal because the defensive line. Oh. Oh. You know, so you can really He's run. Got the, oh, that implies that he would be behind some of the upper echelon defensive linemen right now, right here, this yeah. season. Well, yeah, I'm, you're talking about, we're talking about Courtney linebacker, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when he plays, he would. Oh well, no. I mean, if he's good enough to get in games, yeah, he'll be behind starters. Yeah. Oh no, that's, I, th I thought no, that's where that, you were going. Yeah. I was like, oh man. Oh uh, no, I'm not projecting him to be that. No, I, when I Daryl Jackson paves the way. Oh buddy, wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun? It would be pretty funny. We could have a whole bit where you could film. Uh, you could film me on the sidelines, and I didn't ask for permission. <laughs> Norvell's. What are you doing? Taking a good look at your roster. Got some guys here out of position. I'm just here to help, Coach. You go on do what you got to do. I'll have my notes for you at the end of the day. Son, come over here. Yeah. <laughs> what? Who are you? That's what? a media badge. Yeah. yeah. Come on. It is. Come here. I got to talk to you a little so? bit. So? A little something we got to talk about here. Now, I don't know what they've told you, but I'll tell you what I see. When we have to leave because they huddle up and he and Mike gives the speeches after practice, that's when you walk over and pull the kid over. Son, <laughs> come here. I want to talk I to you. I want to talk to you. Mike's looking Coach, over. One minute. Just give me a minute here. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Talk to the team. That's fine. It's, it's not applicable to him. Come here. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio Award Chant TV. <laughs>
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Libations Friday. Have you ever been inside of a submarine? You ever been inside of a sub, buddy? This sounds like a prompt for those Ripley's Believe It or Not things. You know, you ever seen the the mashup? (laughs) Yeah. It's fiction. We made it up. (laughs) Um, But it's not. No. no, The closest thing I could say is the uh, Captain Nemo's adventure in Magic Kingdom years and years ago. remember that. It was always really exciting, yeah. Uh, I went, I I got inside of a submarine uh, a few weeks back coming back from New Orleans um, in Mobile. What did you think? Do you feel claustrophobic? Oh, I, could, I couldn't do it, buddy. I couldn't do it. There's no chance. Um, I know that you have to be a, like a little person to be on a sub. I don't think you can be like a, a decent sized guy. Yeah, my best friend Richard growing up uh, was on a sub for a couple of tours. And uh, he said, No. It's it's not great. Especially, he says, no, the, thing that they don't, not great. the thing that they don't tell you about is they have so few beds that you're sleeping in the same bed as somebody else on rotation. So it's just a germ fest. And also, the beds they do have, there's like a guy right in front of you, his ass is down by your head. Yeah, you know, it's right. all, all of it's not good. So if you had beans, so oh, oh, the just, commissary. Just, just, you're just a dude. Good luck. Yeah, it's not a good situation. Yeah, so I took the kids onto the, we were there at the USS Alabama. They have, you can go on the, the ship, which is amazing. I think a lot of people probably have done that who are listening to the show. It's right there. It's it's pretty. It's worth your time. It's worth doing. It's pretty neat to do that. But then next to that, they have an old sub that shot down 
two Japanese warships. It's awesome. Like you can see the pictures that they took. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's neat. But yeah, the Pacific footage no, is buddy. underrated in terms of it's war history. You always see what's going on in Europe, but the Pacific footage of all the planes going down, the crashing into the ships, and like, the poor residents of the islands who were told oh. all these crazy stories. So when the Americans took over, they jump off the cliffs because they yeah. were told they were going to be tortured. Like yep. it's nuts. Well, anyhow, when you go into the sub, I gotta tell you, buddy. No, sir, I was there. We probably got halfway down the, I don't know what, I have no idea the jargon for the sub, but. Down the steps? Well, <laughs> probably like of a quarter of a way into whatever the main hole would be of the of the, of the the sub. I was like, no, 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 this is, I would, you'd have to tie me up. I'd be ready to kill somebody. There's zero chance. You can't move. It's tiny. Yeah. Any naval vessel, really. I don't, well, yeah, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. And I, because all you can think about is if they find us and they blow us up, this is a bad death. If like, if anything goes wrong, this is not good. Depth charges. What a terrible way to go. Well, and just like it shakes the hell out of the sub and now you hear it creaking and there's a leak and you're like, oh no, here it comes. This is going to be an awful death. We're going to drown like sardines. This is not it. I was probably 11, maybe 12, when U571 came out, Matthew McConaughey. It's one of the movies that shows you the lie that he's living with his hairline because he has it shaped for U571. You can see, oh, yeah, there's nothing there. The depth charge scene, harrowing. Mm -hmm. You know, they got to keep going lower and lower, and these subs, these U-boats are not designed to go, you know, lower than whatever it is, 200 meters. And they have to keep going lower and lower, and you just hear these explosions. Oh, "Oh, man, no. I don't know which way I'd rather go. Like, would, oh, what, I'd rather be blown to bits. Would you rather be Band of Brothers in the plane and there's flak shooting into oh, the sky or no. depth charges underneath the water? Mm. Either way. Yeah. Good gracious. Yeah, imagine being in the turret. Oh. oh. <laughs> What's that toughie? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be high in the air and I don't want to be on the open ocean. You know, that's what we were talking about earlier, like the USS Indianapolis, like being out there floating about. If you're floating about watching your buddies get eaten alive by sharks while you're dehydrated and drenched in oil, you're thinking, man, I would have been better off when this thing blew up being part of oh, the- 100%. Yeah, just blow, get blown to bits. Just call it a day. Like, oh, do, do, do. I have no idea, right? This float down here in the ocean and nobody knows where we are and guys are getting picked off left and right, bobbing. You know, you go over there and you touch their shoulder and then- they go belly up and they don't have any legs. No, sir. This is, geez, Keith, this is not good. Blown yeah. up. I think I'd rather be, yeah. Blown up, buddy. Centuries earlier. Give me a sword <laughs> and a shield and we'll see what happens. You just, you feel like you got more control. I'd rather have more control or feel like it anyway. Yeah. The Georgia football team's spate of speeding-related incidents continues. All right. Really? They can't stop themselves. Oh, no. They cannot stop themselves. They've got embedded reporters now. Well, this is just crazy. This is Chris Lowe. Is he just hanging out in Athens? Chris Lowe writing something negative about an SEC program? I know. They Dear had to God. twist his arm. Chris, get down there. No, I won't do it, I tell you. Samuel Mbemba is an outside linebacker. That's how he says it. That's exactly the way his parents pronounced the name. He was ticketed uh, this week for going 88 to 50. 
Do you get to Athens and they're like, here are the keys to a very fast car. Get after it, son. Have some fun while you're here. 88 and a 50? Yeah. His speeding citation occurred about an hour before Georgia receiver. Uh, yeah. Rosemary Jack Saint. That's the Marcus kid that is a really good player. Appeared in the Athens courtroom and pled guilty to driving 90 and a 45 in May. 90 and a 45, baby. Now listen, I like to drive fast. You know this, Tom. We get places. Yeah, this is... Uh, we, this is we get places. I'm calling shotgun to Charlotte in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. We yeah, go, absolutely. we go. But I got to tell you, you got to have some uh, wherewithal to you. If you make it to Athens and you're a highly re- touted young man and excited to play for the dogs, uh, you know, you may want to have your wits about you. Like, now's not the time to speed. They got some speeding issues going on around here, and it has led to fatalities. So this isn't just, you know, Larry was speeding, got his second ticket in a month. This is, you know, people have died. We're on the news. They're going to court. Let's slow our roll, yeah. literally, everybody. Everybody slow it down. Hey, how fast were you going? So uh, I had to appear in court. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty fast, isn't it? Pled guilty to driving 90 and a 45. He got a reckless driving charge. He plead, pled. It's another way of saying that. Uh, ESPN reported in June that Georgia football players and their cars have been involved in at least 10 reports of traffic violations since January. Go on and on with this, but they're adding to the ledger. Just thought you should know. Adding to the ledger. I could be wrong, and maybe the 18 or 19-year-old me would have said I I would like to drive, but in the era of the NIL, wouldn't you just negotiate that you get a driver? Like, you get one. I don't know that you're getting a driver. I mean, we are not at that place. Do you think Battles Inn is paying for a kid to have a driver? You don't need it all that often. It's not like you need to be driven somewhere every day, especially the way that Florida State's campus is set up. Now that you could just live in College Town and walk everywhere. But yeah, if I wanted, if I needed a ride home, no, if I, I want a car. To go, I want a car. You'd want a car. I want a car. Yeah. I just won't go a hundred and a forty-five. I want a car. I'll go sixty-two. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, listen, if I'm driving down to visit the folks or something like that, parents live in Bradenton. I'm going to get on the highway. I want a car. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you want a car, man. There, you're not always locked in on campus. If, what about dates? I'll have my driver pick you up. <laughs> That's, think, uh, well, that sounds pretty any, cool. It does, but I don't think anybody's got it like that. I don't think we're – there's no player on ride this. Ride shares aren't that expensive. You just got – you know, it's always yeah. XL and above in terms of the <laughs> ride share. So you always get the you always get the SUV. Yeah. I think if I were in the NFL and I was out and about with all the money and decided to have a, a good time or something, I might have a driver at all times. I want witnesses to make sure everything's going cool. But uh, – Man. Well, some of these cars these kids are getting, apparently, how much is the lease payment on that? I don't know. What it, What's cheaper? The Georgia situation's bizarre. Like, all jokes aside, like, usually I roll my eyes at a lot of these things, kids being kids type stuff. And like you said, you know, you end up having embedded reporters. Once something becomes a problem, then, then you're really going to hear about a lot of uh, minor things that become big deals because they're on the backs of all these other problems. But... I will say that I think it was rather alarming. And again, we live in the era of NIL, so it's not what it used to be. But when they got to the site of the race and one of the guys was in a Lamborghini. Right. I mean, good Lord, no wonder Georgia is scoring big in the recruiting world on the regular. Street racing, Lamborghini, somebody dies, it doesn't stop.
okay, at yeah, that point. We got a problem. Yeah, We've got some issues going on here. Even me, the guy who says, I can't stand the Burger King soda cup thing. Right. Yeah, all right, you probably need to run that story. That's probably newsworthy for the safety of the public in Athens and beyond. <laughs> it continues to happen. And it keeps going. And going. Cautionary that, tale. No, he's dead. No big deal. Let's continue. And that's a Lamborghini. Who's getting you a Lamborghini? Come on, Battles in. Are we out here dishing out Lamborghinis? Apparently Georgia is. Good Lord. Come back and wrap it up get here. Get you a four. <laughs> Here's a, here's a Mustang. Will that work? It's a Mustang. It's nice. No, no, I want the Maserati. Get the hell out of here. The Jeff Cameron Show brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. <laughs> Tony, I did 120 down I-4 at like 2 a.m. coming home from a Rays game. Yeah, I, I, I've pushed the needle. I've pushed the envelope a little bit too, Tony. Um, Over the years. Buck the 20? I don't know if I got to. I may have gotten over buck 20. The, my mom's old 528E, man. BMW, that thing was, that could go. And, you know, I like to drive fast. So I do think there might have been some I-75, 275 moments where you're – it's late. Let's Probably see what this thing can do. 75 and 275. Yeah, 75. There are too many hills. They've, they've flattened it out considerably in the last 15 years. Well, but. yeah. If you want to drive fast, uh, you know, a Veterans Parkway, that expressway there, that thing, that you can get going. There's a lot of turns, but there's a couple stretches well, where you and it can. Turns in, yeah, when it turns into the Sun Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's opportunities oh, galore. Oh, I have taken those opportunities. I've told the story <laughs> about the phone call that I got. You recall that? That was a good one. Car was given to me by somebody I used to have a working relationship with. From the lot. Oh, I, yes. This is awesome. I didn't realize that they had a monitor on those cars that they give out to people to use for the weekend. And it alerts them back at the like dealership. Like you had a parole officer. Right. It alerts them <laughs> back at the dealership anytime the car exceeds 90 miles per hour. And I was driving back from Tampa, and for a long stretch of time, I was exceeding 90 miles per hour. And then I would dip back below and then get back above the 90. And finally, so the alarm, in essence, was going off repeatedly back at the dealership. And I got this call. Hey, Jeff, you think you can slow it down a little bit? I keep getting the notice on my computer here. <laughs> what? Well, anytime you go over 90 and this thing keeps going off every 30 seconds when you exceed 90, you oh, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, wouldn't be so bad if you didn't go down to 88, then back to 95, and then back down to 88, then over 95. <laughs> Just keeps going off. It's kind of annoying. It's like, oh, didn't know you even had those things, which is really cool. We'll find out if your new car company does uh, just, you know, <laughs> for purposes of whatever, for Charlotte. That'd oh, be great. Oh, man. 
I don't have to worry about that now. Now it's uh, a different story altogether. But, uh, you know, yesterday I skipped right over solving for the future with our friends from ISF. And for that, I'm sorry, because I do not like to skip over that partnership with my friends at ISF and all the good work that they do. Well, you wanted to collaborate with me. I, I'm I did want to collaborate I with you. What, what kind of future do you want to solve for FSU football here? I don't. There's not a lot to solve. I mean, we've, we've done some solving all summer long already. I'd like to solve the mystery of when is camp going to start. That's what I'd like to solve. I, I put in a I put in a request during that segment. People might have seen me look down at my phone. I said, you know, the hell with this. I want an answer. Who did you ask? You ask a coach? No. No. You, if you're going to ask a coach something, you wait for a larger favor than, hey, when is camp going to start? ISF yeah. developed a strategic roadmap and specific actionable recommendations for the Florida Department of State, including identification of steps to meet future business requirements of the organization, network infrastructure, data security, hardware, system support, and disaster recovery and planning, through strategic vision sessions, careful assessment of existing resources, ISF provided six initiatives and 20 prioritized projects for the department's consideration. We just want one. We want one. We want to know on the Jeff Cameron Show, and it can be prioritized. If you're listening right now. This is what happens when we are prioritized. Mike Norvell, reach out to me. You got my number. Text me and let me know. Coach, when does camp start? Tom wants to know. Well, the luncheon is one of the better days of the, the, whole, of the whole season. Mm-hmm. We get the assignments of what coach we're going to talk to on the record, but we all sit down, break bread beforehand. And you get a little bit extra here or there. Where do they think this kid's going to be? Who do they think is going to be perhaps a standout in camp? Who are they pushing hard? And just in general, you get to gauge their comfort level. Coaches are always, you're right, up against it, especially in fall camp. You can feel that urgency in every word. They're ready to go. But then you can also see whether there's the calm, the belief, concern, doubt. It's just always great. It's always great to to be able to do that. And uh, I want to know what afternoon it's going to be. It's usually a Friday afternoon. Usually. I'm always smiling when we drive over there for that because Mike uh, talks a lot about what he's excited about, but he usually reveals some nuggets, you know? Hey, this guy's switching sides of the ball right. or this guy's yep. whatever it might be, right? I mean, Workout warriors. Yeah, somebody, this much weight has been gained, all of these things. There's the injury question, which he dodges, but sometimes you get to know if a guy's going to be out a little bit longer. Uh, the Jordan Travis question and answer from spring was great about, well, we know what he is, so we're going to let some of these other guys compete. Mm-hmm. That'll be another question for this camp, too. I mean, you could do that maybe for the first week or two, but then it's got to be go time for the ones. Yeah, and the solving for the future, by the way, this part of it is, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think we are starting to get a little bit antsy about the Daryl Jackson situation. I mean, yeah, we're on the other side of July 4th. Um, It's the first time. I know everybody in the chat responds with this. and Oh, well, when are we going to find out? No, I haven't really worried about it. I know the NCAA drags their heels. But while we're solving for aspects of the future, like when does camp start, who had a good offseason, who's gained weight, who switched, can we, can we get an idea when the hell this thing is supposed to be resolved? LSU's not that far away. Yeah, I think if we don't have an answer when he, he's in Charlotte, that's, then, then we have a red alert problem. You know, the, the kid will still practice. So I think that would be their answer to project calm. Well, I mean, he's going to practice every day. Well, it doesn't do me any good. He had a lot of practice. But he's he'll be ready to the, go yeah. the moment that the switch is flipped. Well, but you would like the switch to be flipped. The switch needs to be flipped. He's a difference maker, and he's in a money situation. He's got to play, and he's yeah. got to play well, and he can get paid. He can change his life and his family's life forevermore. That should be enough. I don't even care if you like football. If you know you got a chance 
through athleticism and mass, he's a huge dude, that if I play really hard this one year and I give everything I got, I'm a multimillionaire. That's the kind of that's what's at stake here. He's got that. And so you get him at the right time. You didn't want him when he was at Maryland. What good would it do? He didn't like football. He's just half-assed his way through the day. You didn't want him at Miami. He was all right, but he wasn't a game changer. He could be a dominant game changer here. It's the money year. Yeah, the thing I want to know about how they're going to run practice, because they did it a couple times in spring. Are they going to dedicate more periods in which there's going to be concurrent offense versus defense drills? Like, are you going to see the twos mm-hmm. and the threes operate at the same time that you have the ones going? You know, they could do that individual stuff and, and the seven on seven, and you can mix and match, and that's fine. But I want to know if this camp is going to feature more of that because let's just say it's the ones and the threes because that's what they would do. Uh, Jimbo a little bit different. He would do uh, ones, threes, twos, fours. But I would like to see the third team offense run concurrent to the first and second team mixing in and out because then if you get an A.J. Duffy versus Brock Glenn battle – with Hakeem Williams and mm. Goldie Lawrence and some of these younger offensive linemen going against Daniel Lyons right. and Io Tafasi. Get and, a better and, feel for what's... Oh, yeah. buddy. That's I mean, exciting. That yeah. is exciting stuff because you're trying to cultivate long-term while you're, while you're working on the short-term, and they show that they are willing to run practice that way, mm-hmm. but will they do it this fall? Because you have more bodies than ever, more talent than ever. It's cool. It's a really good situation to be in. Our thanks... To our friends at ISF, you want to learn more, go to ISF.com to figure it all out. Power Mill. Power Mill sponsors Probables. You can sign your kids up today for softball or baseball, developing strong fundamental skills, the foundation to any player's game. They do that for you at Power Mill. Thus, your kids have more fun playing baseball and softball. Terrific instruction. Sign up for one of the summer camps today. Lots of activities and games and drills and all that good stuff. PowerMillSports.com. Cue it up, baby. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Blue Jays, Tigers, Alec Manoa, Alex Fado. We got the Braves and the Rays. Should be a great series. Charlie Morton. Morton and Tyler Glasnow. Phillies, Marlins. Should be a great series. Zach Wheeler, Sandy Alcantara, who's been very hittable. Rangers, Nets, Cody Bradford, Trevor Williams, former Bucko. Cubs, Yankees, Jamison Tyon, former Bucko, Carlos Rodon. Royals, Guardians, Daniel Lynch, Aaron Savale. We got the A's and the Red Sox, Luis Medina and Brennan Bernardino. Bernardino. Mariners, Astros, Luis Castillo, Hunter Brown. Orioles, Twins, Cole, Irvin, Bailey, Omber. We got the Cardinals and the White Sox, Jordan Montgomery, Dylan Cease, Reds, Brewers. Andrew Abbott, Corbin Burns, Pirates, D-backs, Rich Hill. Come on, Rich. Zach Gallon going for the D-backs. Mets, Padres, Justin Berlander, you Darvish. Pretty good matchup. Both teams playing good ball right now out of nowhere. Should be fun. Both are 41 and 46. Angels, Dodgers, Griffin Canning cheating again on the golf course. Tony Gonsolin goes for the Dodgers. Rockies, Giants, TBD, and Ross Stripling. That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. Man, you were feeling it. That one hurt. <laughs> Hurts all, baby. Sorry about that. All right, man. Good work out of you. Good to have you back. Great work out of you, as always, Director Matthew. To all of you who listened, watched, all the good stuff, thank you so much for doing so. Be well. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. Peace. Peace.